Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Nine. T-minus eight seconds, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Hello again, space cadets. My name is Will. This is the Space News Podcast, and I'm beaming this directly to you from the mothership sitting in the command center. Seriously, what happened to the methane on Mars? It's gone. There was methane on Mars in 2004, and it has mysteriously vanished. Scientist has first detected traces of gas, which is a critical indicator of life on Earth in the planet's atmosphere in 2004. And today, research has reported that the European satellite hasn't spotted a single trace of methane. And if these findings hold up for a while, there goes all the dreams of Martian microbes that might have been spewing in the gas in the planet's subsurface. The Mars Express orbiter first detected methane in the atmosphere in 2004 on Mars. And some scientists said that the orbiter's instruments that found it at a level of 10 parts per billion, which is PPB, weren't quite sensitive enough to produce reliable results at that time. So 10 years in the future from then, NASA's Curiosity rover detected a methane spike of 7 PPB from its base in Gale Crater. And that lasted several months. So several years later, Curiosity discovered a minute seasonal cycle with methane levels peaking at 0.7 PPB in the late northern summer. So ESA, the European Space Agency's trace gas orbiter, the TGO, which arrived at Mars in 2016, began to scan the atmosphere for methane. In two of TGO's spectrometers, a Belgian instrument, it's called the NOMAD, and a Russian instrument called the ACS, which were designed to detect methane in such low concentrations that researchers were sure that they would. But both instruments which analyze horizontal slices of the Martian atmosphere are working well and scientists on the team at a semi-annual meeting of the American Geophysical Union in Washington, D.C., our country's capital, said there's still some noise to clean up. So, uh, but they're already know that they can't see any methane. So that's where we're at. These new instruments that are up there now that can detect a more minute fragment of these gases doesn't show anything. And the team's initial results show no detection of methane. 
down to a minute level of 50 parts per trillion with these observations going down nearly all the way to the Martian surface. So they don't see anything. They don't see anything now. So everything's gone. All the methane is gone from the atmosphere that they were checking before. So what are they going to do now? And they said that the results were a surprise to them, which is uh, he's a planetary scientist from JPL in Pasadena. Chris Webster said it's crazy. It's a surprise. He expected the TGO to pick up at least uh, 0.2 PPG signal. And, you know, he's still optimistic and it took his team six months to detect the methane spike and years to find the seasonal background methane cycle. And he says that I'm confident that over time there will be a consistency between the two data sets. So could this be an anomaly? That's kind of what Chris is saying here, that there's an anomaly. And, you know, they've been doing these tests, data back and forth between different instruments. And it might just be a weird thing that's going on. And now the Curiosity team suspects that the methane cycle comes from micro seeps in the planet's subsurface, either from living or geological sources, not from outside of the planet. The TGO could validate that, given that it seems to show no methane falling down through the atmosphere. The methane is not coming from above, and that's a big result. But it's also confusing. For example, um... They suspect that hundreds of tons of organic carbon get into the Martian atmosphere every year from solar system dust and reacting with solar radiation to form methane. Planetary scientists at New York or at York University, in Toronto, Canada, John Morris says, where is all that carbon going? That's all he said. That's all he said. One thing. Where is all the carbon going? But Gail Crater, it's not going to be the only spot on Mars to see this kind of activity. Um, so, you know, Mars is a big planet. There's numerous places where this could be taking effect. And, um, you know, Ann Arbor, Michigan University, uh, science, planetary scientist, Sushil Atreya has said, I actually did the calculation, he said, it's going to average out to be a very, very low value, non-detectable. So now... The Mars methane mystery is wide open. It's not there's a lot of different data coming in from different sources. So they have to put all this data together and come up with a conclusion from all of this, um, all this data about methane on Mars. Now, in other space news today, Virgin Galactic, the world's first commercial space line, has gone to space and back. Spaceship Two has returned from space back down to Earth and landed with no problem. They did it. They went 2.9 mocks on the way up today, and that's 2.9 times the speed of sound up to space. Holy cow. It went 271,268 feet. In the air today, my friends, this is a huge step. This thing, I don't know if you've ever seen this thing, but it looks like um, looks like a uh, let's see, like a Learjet. It looks like a private jet, but it also looks like an SR-71 Blackbird, like a supersonic fighter jet, bomber jet from, um, you know, from the Cold War era. And it's a, but it's amazing. Like this thing is a beautiful piece of engineering and to have this thing go up into space 
and come back down, space tourism is right around the corner. We're going to be able to launch ourselves into space and see the curvature of the earth and look out in the blackness of the sky into space. We'll be able to see it from a perspective we've never seen it before, because this is the first step for Virgin Galactic to keep doing these launches. So Spaceship Two, it launches from a mothership. So a big, you know, big ship flies it up into uh, into the sky. Right. And it's called White Knight Two. Uh, Spaceship Two detaches from White Knight Two, shoots some rocket boosters and launches itself at a trajectory into space today. That happened today, people. So soon enough, in the next 10 years, there's going to be people normally going into space like they do going from New York to Paris, from New York to Los Angeles. It's going to happen sooner than later, my friends. And this is the first step. They did it. They accomplished in amazing feat today. Congratulations, Virgin Galactic and everybody involved with that. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. I don't even know. I don't have words like I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was a possibility, um, but, you know, just seeing it happen and knowing that I'm here right now and I'm present for this and I'm going to see this change in humanity happen in the next, you know, 10, 15 years. I'm I'm super pumped for all of this. They didn't reach past the Carmen line, though. Um, they went 82 kilometers, which counts for the U.S. Air Force and for Virgin Galactic. But it's not true, true space. It's one step beyond one step below, I should say, true space. Uh, but it's a successful test. And it's been a long and hard road for them. They've had some disasters happen. They've had some accidents, but they've pulled through. And they're getting there. And, you know, it's it's close by. It's close by. They've had a tough time, but, you know, they persevered. They did it. Um, but the FAI, which controls the um, the limits of where space is, they're considering lowering the boundary of space anyway. So at this point, 100 kilometers, which they have right now, or 80 kilometers, which Spaceship Two just did. It doesn't really matter. You know, they're they're thinking about lowering it anyway. So Spaceship Two is it's on the verge. Right. So it's basically space for you and me. They made it to space today. There's no downplaying that. Congratulations. You did an amazing job. And I also want to say thank you to all of my amazing space cadets out there. You are awesome. Thank you so much for the support. Hit us up on Twitter, Space News Pod. Hit us up on Facebook, Space News Pod. Make sure to follow. Make sure to do all that stuff. Make sure to leave a rating on iTunes. That really helps. You know, we've gotten five star ratings all around so far. Really helps. Comment on everything. You know, let everybody know that the episodes are great. And we're moving up the ranks. And um, Science and Nature on iTunes, we're growing. We're in the third row now. We weren't even anywhere a couple weeks ago. But thanks to you guys out there helping us out and pushing us forward, this has become something that can't be stopped, my friends. So thank you. I appreciate all of your support. And that's about it for today, everybody. Um, with that, I will uh, beam back up to the mothership and I will see you soon. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it, but nobody is gonna do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.